Now, before we start out, I want to once again ask for your help. Specifically, I want your financial help to make sure that Strongly Connected Components can keep going. And that means I want you to head on over to patreon.com slash Acme Science or just search Strongly Connected Components or Acme Science and Patreon uh, and pledge a little bit to the show. It, not much. Really don't need much from any one of you, but I do need a lot of you to go and help so that I can keep on making this show and bring you these wonderful interviews with mathematicians because I love to do it and I want to be able to keep doing it, but I won't be able to without your help. So once again, patreon.com slash Acme Science. Please help keep this show going. I am your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Strongly Connected Components, episode 60, brought to you by acmescience.com. On this episode, I'm joined by Annie Rorm and Anna Hench, the hosts of the brand new Acme Science podcast. That's right. Acme Science has a brand new podcast, and it's called The Other Half. You can find them at theotherhalf.acmescience.com or iTunes or all of those other fun places. And also, you can hear them talk about their new show and, and what to expect from it right now. Like, right now. Well, like 10, 15 seconds from now. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Strongly Connected Components. Joining me today uh, is Annie Roram, a policy associate at the Weldon Cooper Center for Public Service at the University of Virginia, and Anna Hench, a assistant professor at Duquesne University. And you know what? Honestly, none of that really matters because the reason they are here, the real reason, is that they are the new hosts, well, new hosts, they are the hosts of the new podcast from Acme Science. That's right. Acme Science has come out with a show that I did not host. It's amazing, and I'm so excited. Annie, Ada, welcome to Strongly Connected Components. Thank you so much for having us, Sam. Very excited to be here. Okay, and so we should explain, there's going to be some... Um, ambient noise uh, in this recording because everyone is in fun places. Uh, and so, uh, Annie, I believe you are sitting outside of a coffee shop? Right. Outside actually is better than inside because there's some very fun techno music playing in there. So there might be cars on my end. but <laughs> Cars and, and, you know, some birds. Uh, and then, uh, and birds. Anna, uh, Anna, where are you? I am sitting at the airport in Montreal on my way to Paris. <laughs> Anna's in a much more fun place than me, and I think she's in a more fun place than you too, Samuel, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I am in my bedroom standing at my desk, uh, but, <laughs> but I do have the nicest microphone, so, so at, least, at least we have that going on. <laughs> That's true, uh, I can promise you the airport's not very nice. Paris <laughs> will be nice when I get there, though. Uh, so, uh, the new show, new podcast from Acme Science, The Other Half. Uh, tell me, tell me, what is The Other Half about? It's I'm going to let the Anna, other half. Oh. Yeah, and I'm going <laughs> to let Anna tell you a little bit about it because, you know, she was the one who uh, came to me with the idea first. So I'll let her take that credit. So I came up with or started thinking about this idea for The Other Half when, um, Samuel, when you and I met at the joint meetings down in San Antonio in January this year. And you had kind of mentioned that there was a lacking of particularly female voices in podcasting. And I think I said, oh, I'll do it. Yeah, that, it yeah that, that sounds about right. I believe I may have been lamenting just a total amount of people doing math podcasts and in particular women doing any podcasts. Right, right. So I have this problem in life that um, I, I have, I'm like a volunteeraholic. <laughs> 
but this was a really exciting one. So I really, um, <clears throat> it just came into my head that it'd be really neat to do a podcast and it would be really neat to do it with my best friend who is Annie. So we're both mathematicians and I guess the idea was that we are mathematicians and it's a really big part of our friendship because the way that we communicate is using kind of math language a lot of the time. Like we like to think and talk like mathematicians and find that a really handy way to talk about life. So the idea behind this podcast was that we would take those conversations that we already have and bring them into a podcast and maybe show other people how you can improve your understanding of the world by thinking about it like a mathematician. So we call it the other half because it's kind of the other half of math and the other half of life and the other half of people because we're ladies. Yeah. And as Anna said, we like to talk about things mathematical and non-mathematical, but we often use math terminology and kind of scientific approaches to the way we think about things in addition to a great bit of laughter. And we thought that it would be really fun to let other people in on the conversation. Is there an ice cream truck going by? <laughs> not me, not me. Anna, is that you? Oh, sorry, that's me. <laughs> oh, you, you, you're, you're going to Paris and you have an ice cream truck. Man, I am, I am really getting the short end of the stick here. You know, I mean, and also since, I mean, I, I've heard the episode. I also know that you uh, have... Put, putting out a show that's going to be much more popular than mine, uh, it, I'm like I'm, I'm just I'm just not going to matter soon. But but then again, I, I do believe that multiple books have been written saying that uh, men might as well just all go extinct. Uh, so oh. <laughs> it's true. We're we're just uh, aiding that cause. <laughs> so uh, tell me tell me a little bit about uh, about your first episode. It and it is out right now. Uh, you can go find it at theotherhalf.acmescience.com. You can go listen to this this very good podcast. It's it's a really great first episode. So can you tell me a little bit about what's on it? Absolutely. So we decided to start off with the topic of racism and segregation in society. We thought we would start kind of large and had a couple of great contacts that we could reach out to to ask about mathematical things that they had done to tackle the question of what does racism and segregation look like, particularly in the United States. So we start by talking to an old colleague of mine whose name is Dustin Cable about a beautiful and incredible image that he created called the racial dot map. And it paints a really great picture of uh, how individuals choose to live in communities in the United States. And I won't say much more than that. Um, because, of course, it's covered in the podcast episode itself. But once you see this picture, you come to this realization that people live in pretty segregated communities, and then the natural question that arises after you see it is, why? And we found another wonderful opportunity to speak with a mathematical mind in answering that question, and chatted with Nikki Case, a co-creator of something called Parable of the Polygons, which walks through a paper that uh, explains how simple, seemingly kind of non-aggressive thoughts at the individual level uh, in terms of preferences for where you live can snowball and escalate into big community-wide choices in, and patterns in communities. And so both of these uh, beautiful online resources are things that we explore during this episode. 
Annie, uh, could you tell me a little bit more about uh, about what the work that you do, say, on a, on a day-to-day basis? Sure. So I'm a policy associate over at UVA, which as a title doesn't really mean that much. I work um, with large data sets most of the day. I do analysis of poverty in Virginia. I do analysis of the workforce in Virginia. And I try to take that information and communicate it in a really accessible way. I definitely have this mathematical background. I don't do theoretical math in the way that Anna does any longer, but I take that understanding to heart and that kind of capacity into the work that I do for demographic and policy analysis right now. Okay, so Anna, quickly, uh, Anna, uh, can you tell me a little bit about um, about the you know work of being being a professor at Duquesne? Sure. So my time as a professor at Duquesne is split pretty evenly between teaching and doing research, and I think the teaching part is pretty. People pretty much understand what that <laughs> means, right? It means that I teach. Um, the research part is maybe a little bit more mysterious. So my training is in number theory. I did my PhD in quadratic forms. The title of my thesis was on almost universal ternary and homogeneous quadratic polynomials. Really rolls off the tongue. Yep, sure. I believe you. (laughs) Since then, I've continued to think about almost universal ternary and homogeneous quadratic polynomials. But I also like to think lately about um, coding theory. This is what I've been uh, dealing with recently. So um, looking at error correcting codes as strictly algebraic objects. So taking these... um, Codes, which are actually, in their heart, codes are ways that you encrypt information and send them from submarine to submarine underwater, right? But then they actually have this completely algebraic interpretation. So what I do in my research is I play with these algebraic entities to see what it means to be a so-called strong code. So this is what I've been working on lately. But what that looks like is me sitting in a chair with my head tipped back, looking up at the ceiling probably with my feet up on the desk. So it doesn't look like I'm working very hard, but you know, it's all interior. Well, I mean, at least you're not looking down at the desk. That would probably hurt your posture a little bit. So at least at least you got that lean back going for it's you. It's true. I'm, I'm in repose. You, you've also, like, you do um, media work in, in mathematics. What made you interested? I mean, you were a uh, AAAS, AMS, Mass Media Fellow. Uh, you've write on the AMS blog on math blogs. What made you interested in doing mathematical communication work? I became interested in it, I guess when I was in graduate school, I started writing a blog just for fun. It was just kind of a funny little pretending to be a fashion blog, but kind of travel blog. And I think, Annie, I think you called it my life casting blog. You were life casting. That's exactly right. I was life casting for a few years and I really enjoyed it. And I had this really funny readership base of mathematicians who I'd met at conferences and, and I just really liked it. And, and some of them said, oh, you know, you should consider applying for the AAAS Mass Media Fellowship. And so I did and I got it. And they put me at NPR, which was like a dream come true. And that really made me understand what it means to be a science communicator. I would say until the my stint at NPR, I was just kind of diddling around. I didn't really know like the gravity of what I was dealing with and then it became clear to me what a serious task this is and how important it is. And now it's like a bit of a mission. So it's 
I feel like it, it sits in perfect complement to my teaching and my research to have this, um, it's like public outreach a little bit. Yeah, and by the way, you can tweet at Anna. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I like to tweet about math. Uh, so, so Eddie, what was your response when Anna, you know, gave gave you a call or or however she uh, decided to ask you, like, hey, uh, wanna do a podcast with me? Um, so I recall this very well. Anna said, "So I've just signed the two of us up to do a podcast," and I said. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's exactly when do we went. start? It's Anna and I were reminiscing this weekend about the various times in our lives when we've uh, come to each other's aid, when we've needed it, but we didn't touch on the topic that is equally as important, which is the times in our lives that we've kind of just jumped in feet first simultaneously to something that might be a great idea or might not be a great idea, but is something that we do together. And so this seemed like another opportunity like that. And also, I was really excited by the idea of getting to uh, collaborate with Anna because we met over doing problem sets together. And I know that we work well together um, and also have a really um, fun time working together. And so I thought, what a like, cool dimension to add to our friendship right now when we're not living near each other. You know, this is something that our friendship is based on. So I was totally enthused about the whole thing. Right? Isn't that, would you, would you totally. say that that's how it played out? Totally. Uh-huh. It, was, it was really like, I, I pitched it to you in one sentence and, and you volleyed it right back with like, great, when do we start? It was as though we've been doing this podcast all along. We just hadn't started recording. <laughs> exactly. Exactly so. Now, Annie, you also, you also do some uh, blogging over at Stat Chat. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so one component of my job is that I contribute to my group's blog, Stat Chat, and I, like Anna, feel like it's a mission of mine to invest in good communication techniques for things that are sometimes regarded as complex or confusing. So in Anna's case, it's mathematics, and I would say in my case, it's data and kind of uh, econometrics. So, you know, I have this background in policy and math, and I think that um, one of the things I focus mostly on when I blog is communicating uh, statistical ideas engagingly. So recently I published a blog post on uh, margins of error, but I did it speaking about the gender wage gap and hoped that that might kind of inspire readers to be interested in thinking about margins of error. So, so what? How? What do you? Uh, what are your like big plans? Like uh, this is this is a conversation we maybe should have had offline. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? What are? What are the? What are your, the big plans? Like what do you? What do you foresee uh, for the other half? Or like what? What do you hope comes from this podcast? <laughs> well, Samuel, I, you and I were talking about monetization earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I believe what I was saying is that I hope you can monetize so that I can get my cut. Uh, That's right. <laughs> we, are, we are all going to be tremendously rich, right? <laughs> That's why uh, yeah, I'm in it. Yeah, uh, the other half is the secret of, of math blogs or math, math podcasts. <laughs> it's true. It's our magical thinking. Well, here's, here's one thing that, that Annie and I have kind of consistently kept in the back of our minds as we've been doing this is that we, we're, we don't feel like we're giving people information as much as we're giving people tools so the greatest dream of mine would be that someone would listen to our podcast and then 
have a dinnertime conversation about stuff with our tools as like a jumping off point. So I, I want to feel like we're arming people to talk about things with the quantitative angle or like arming people with quantitative literacy to talk about things rather than necessarily drawing our own conclusions or, you know, it's like we're giving, I want to be giving people photos with no captions or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that makes sense. No, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Photo, photos with no captions. You do realize we're working in an auditory format. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor I analogy. Anna makes air quotes at some point during our first episode. So I think she's only it's grasping true. the auditory format slowly. I would add to Anna's kind of, I agree with Anna entirely, but another um, audience that I've kept in mind really clearly throughout the recording is, the very specific person I have in mind is my boss's uh, sixth grade daughter. I would really love it if she and her buddies and other sixth grade girls at other schools and eighth grade girls and 12th grade young women listen to the podcast and think, oh, here are two really fun women chatting about math and inspiring me to think about my life more mathematically, maybe pursue a mathematical career, maybe not, but definitely employ some mathematical concepts in the way I go about things. So that's kind of a Right, I mean, is uh, that's why I asked. That's why I asked that we remove an expletive from my commentary in episode one because <laughs> I thought, do I want a sixth grader to hear that? Mm, I don't oh, think so. it's impossible. It's, and it's yeah, a it's a ever... sixth grader. They have heard much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Moreover, I don't think I've ever heard Annie utter an expletive. <laughs> I I cannot I cannot say yes or no. I I can say someone who sounds very much like the person that I'm currently talking to but have never met uh <laughs> said something that seemed to be an expletive over a, a computer recorded a uh, bit of audio. I'm just covering it, my bases. <laughs> it was it wasn't one of the bad ones though. It was it one wasn't. of the ones It's the one that's allowed on the cable television, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And and it was and it was just out of sheer shock. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're yeah, we're talking a lot around something that people cannot hear because it is not in the episode because we do produce clean podcasts here or at least we produce clean podcasts here at acmescience.com when other people tell me that it needs to be clean. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, we, can we uh, maybe tease the audience a little bit about? I, I know, I know that nothing, nothing is concrete uh, on episodes uh, going going forward. But uh, maybe uh, a couple of concepts or ideas that uh, y'all might have about topics that could be coming up. Sure. Yeah, Anna and I chatted a little bit about that this weekend. I think one episode that we are formulating for maybe the next one would be something around love and relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, we talked about that. Um, this morning I came across a really fun uh, interactive post on why buses get delayed and how that changes the uh, way that people get to places on time. So kind of civil engineering in a really graspable way. I thought that might be kind of a fun topic. I sent it to Anna. This is kind of what we now do. We kind of keep things in the back of our heads and send them to each other. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in maybe doing an episode about life hack stuff, like actual optimization algorithms for saving time in your life. We haven't really talked about this one, but this is just a little pet... Idea no, I, mean, that I, I like in, that. Uh, that I have in my head about 
how many shirts you need to own to actually, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> make it through, like a combinatorics make, style yeah, like a combinatorics approach, style approach to dressing yourself. And it would go with the fashion theme. So we could do fashion fashion episode maybe you know what I like that but we could also kind of surround the theme of combinatorics I just got a text today from a friend who's doing wedding cake tastings and he said it was like a math exam because of all the fillings uh layers and toppings that cakes can be made of and I thought this is combinatorics (laughs) this is combinatorics this is really good and I told him so too (laughs) and and so let's not forget there has also been uh at least one but I think multiple fashion shows where mathematicians and fashion designers have worked together and there are perfect cake cutting algorithms it is true. Yes, exactly. So, right. Do you see? Do you so see that be, life is math and math is life? Math I mean, we can talk. Math uh, is you, everything. Do you, do you know? Do you know who math is life is? It, like, really, is life for people who do mathematical journalism? Because we have no choice but to see everything as math, so we can generate story ideas. <laughs> that is certainly true. Oh man. Okay. So coming down the pike, we'll have an episode on baked goods. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Clothing. I want to do one on ultra marathoning too. I just <gasps> oh been my reading gosh, yes. all this stuff about um, VO2 max and race times yeah. between men and women. Definitely. There's so, so much. Yeah. We should just say that Annie for her birthday <laughs> this weekend just ran 113 miles through the Shenandoah National Park in four days. Four <laughs> Four marathons back to oh, back. Oh, oh, four, four days. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not, like, I'm, it's still massively impressive, uh, but I'm not nearly as horrified as I was when I thought it was, like, a straight shot. Like a, oh, like no. A, like an ultra, ultra, just like, nope, just doing it all. No, over four days. Four, four back-to-back marathons, and we were talking about math for a goodly portion of it. Anna was by my side for, if not every step, at least every bite of ramen noodles, and many steps as well. So it was a a wonderful adventure for the two of us. But definitely I do run ultra marathons and multiple marathons back to back. And and I think that there's a lot of math there for sure. Totally. Anna, what was the other thing that we were talking? Oh, using um, beer pong um, cup displays, cup or like bowling pin arrangements to, to talk about triangular numbers, right? That was really good. Right. So we were talking about beer pong numbers. Yep. And like uh, beer pong configuration setups. Okay, now this one, this one, uh, as as an executive producer, I, I will say if you want to aim for a sixth grader, maybe not beer pong. <laughs> bowling pins, sorry, bowling pins. Yep, that there was you go. my That's fault. better. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, what we've learned on, on this podcast is a bunch of nonsense, and Annie really likes ultra marathoning before she plays beer pong. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Annie and Somebody Anna. Somebody who sounds like Annie. Somebody who sounds yes, like Annie, yes. Samuel. <laughs> Annie, Annie and Anna, uh, the two new hosts, or two new hosts, I keep on saying, two hosts of the new podcast from acmescience.com, The Other Half, which you can find at theotherhalf.acmescience.com. And I suggest both of you get very used to saying that exact uh, phrase so that you can just make it roll right off your tongue in every single conversation you have in the next, well, forever, because podcasts are a lifelong commitment. It's like signing a, um, it's like signing your soul away to the devil. Uh, Sorry, I didn't tell you guys that before, but well, now you know. Uh, hey, and so hey, uh, we should get business cards. <laughs> oh yeah, or you I, know what? We can. I don't have business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get matching tattoos. Other half tattoos. Other half tattoos. And we will only make sense oh. when we're standing right next to each other. <laughs> Bye, listeners. <laughs> awesome.
And that is all the time that we have for this episode of Strongly Connected Components. Instead of heading on over to AcmeScience.com, this week head on over to the other half.acmescience.com and subscribe to the new AcmeScience.com podcast, The Other Half. It's wonderful. Listen to it. Really, it's great. The music I'm talking over right now is from Lowercase N. You can find them on Bandcamp and on SoundCloud. You can send me some feedback, Samuel at AcmeScience.com, if you so wish. And as a... Always, this Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License podcast, so feel free to remix as long as you say you got it from us. Please support us on Patreon, and have a math-rific week, y'all.